Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Burrow bouncing in the pocket. His throw caught at the 10-yard line. He's nice, nice. straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 149 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name's Paul Hirons and, uh, well, what can you say? Uh, We went into Baltimore and absolutely battered the Ravens and then in uh, another AFC North clash, the Cleveland Browns came to Paul Brown Stadium and absolutely battered us and... uh, Oof, all that uh, optimism and fun and jollity from early in the season seems to have <laughs> kind of disappeared quite a lot and quite quickly. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. Nathan Palmer, my partner in crime, are you sure what's going on? We got battered like a bit of cod down Whistable stand, didn't we? A bit of a shocking state of play. Really took the air out of the fan base, but... At least, at least I'm here with you. A bit, of, a bit of light therapy. Let's talk it through. See where we All end right. up. All right. Well, how do you want to? Uh, what can I do? tell me about your mother and father, Nathan, and where you? Oh no, I'm joking. <laughs> Not that kind of therapy. Um, I, well, I don't know. I mean, I was debating to bring out the Bengals wheel of misfortune after that 41-16 defeat to our. Ohio rivals, but I, I'm not going to do it just yet. I tell you, if, if there's a capitulation against the Raiders, then I think it might be the right time to bring out the Wheel of Misfortune. I don't think we've ever had a season where we bought the Wheel of Fortune and the Wheel of Misfortune out so quickly and so both to closely together, have we? I don't think. I, I fully expected the wheel to come out today, son. I respect your, I respect you like tucking it away for another day. And I mean, hopefully, after yeah. the last two weeks, if it hasn't come out, then hopefully it doesn't come out. <laughs> well, exactly. Again this season, because I don't, I don't want to see a defeat that's much worse than what we had against the Jets and the Browns. And uh, just, just odd. I'm, I'm so confused. Like, I mean, at the start <laughs> of the season, I was so confused by this team. I had no idea what to really expect at all. I couldn't work out if we were going to win two games or ten games. I really didn't know. And I almost feel at the halfway point now, just a, just a slither over that halfway point. I don't even have a clue where we are now. I have no, no idea how many. I think we could maybe win, you know, six, seven games or twelve. Like, you know, it, yeah. it really is at the halfway point. So so difficult to judge where this team is. It is, and I think you know, just mention the fact that we had the wheel of fortune and we're contemplating the wheel of uh, misfortune. Uh, this closely together just I think kind of tells you what this team is at the moment and that's very inconsistent yeah yeah uh, completely and uh, very strange very strange game yesterday the Bengals um, the Bengals absolutely marched down what a start they absolutely marched down the field looked like a million dollars looked sharp were executing and then Joe Boy threw that pretty horrendous interception yeah. that went for a pick six. But then they did it again. They marched down the field, sharp as anything, 
executing really well. Nice mixture of the run and the pass, which and that drive ended with a Joe Mixon touchdown. Lovely run, actually, from uh, from Joe on that touchdown. And then you kind of thought, hold on, you know, we're gonna, we could, we could beat this lot. Uh, we just need to see what our defense does against their offense, and uh, quite plainly, <laughs> our defense could do nothing against their offense. And I kind of thought, oh goodness me, it's going to be a shootout, just like the last game at Paul Brown Stadium between these two teams. Uh, but that didn't even materialize because as the Browns went from strength to strength. Um, we went from the depths to the depths, really. Everything that could go wrong went wrong, really. Um, don't know, there were drop catches, fumbles, you know, missed blocks on blitzers, um, you know, all kinds of stuff going on um, that were just putting us behind the eight ball. Do you know what I mean? And by the end of it, we were well and truly snookered. Hundred percent, I think what you said it completely right there, son. It's just, it's just messy, isn't it? There's just lots of turnovers in the last couple of weeks, and that turnover from Joe Boy down on the goal line that goes back the other way for ninety nine. I mean, that's such a. I know it's early on in the game, and you got time to recover from that, but that's a fourteen point swing in that throw. You know, if that gets caught for a touchdown, and mm. you go ahead seven nothing, you got some momentum. You're at home, the crowd are buzzing. You get. The geezer are running 99 the other way and you go down seven and that just sucks the air out of it. You know, it's a bad start. You think, oh, blimey, you know, it's a lot of effort to then go down the field again and we're still only tied at seven there. Their offense hasn't done a thing, Yeah, you know. So it's just, yeah, it's frustrating. They're just, and I think with Joe Boy now, like he's been very, very strong at points this season. But I do think now we've, we've barely touched the geezer on this podcast. And I think most people have been very reluctant to criticize mm. him because he's a fantastic talent. He's going to be the future of this franchise for the next decade, maybe hopefully longer. But he hasn't played well in a, a few games this season. And he, he's now leading the NFL in interceptions. And not only has he been throwing picks, they've been at bad times as well. Like you look back to that game against Green Bay, you know, over time, first play on it, you know, mm. really costly one there. That one against the Jets, first play after they just scored, we seemed, we still felt like we were in control of that. We're ahead. We got the ball, you know, let's move the ball. Just a really poor pick there and, you know, time there. And then obviously that one down by the goal line um, yesterday sort of capped that off. And you look at it and you think he's been good. You look at his stats, you know, his quarterback rate, rating on NFL.com is fantastic. You know, he's, he's, he's thrown for a lot of yards. I think he's fifth in yards in the NFL. But the one stat that I thought was very, very interesting, and there's every stat in the world mm. out there at the moment, but I was going to throw this one at you because, you know, NFL and, you know, the stats go quite nicely together. The ESPN adjusted total quarterback rating, which values the quarterback on all players play types on a zero to a hundred scale adjusted for the strength of opposing defenses faced ranks him as the 23rd best quarterback out of 33 eligible, mm. which I thought was interesting because you look at his NFL.com, the traditional quarterback rating, and he's pretty high up with that. You know, it looks very, very good. But mm. this one, which obviously measures it slightly differently, has him right in the bottom half, which I thought was interesting. And to the naked eye, I think he's played well this season. But I do think, considering the weapons he's got, he's got Mixon playing really well. Like I've been criti uh, critical of Mixon in the past for not playing well when it mattered. He's been excellent. You can't take that away from him. He's probably got the best weapons 
on offense that we've had in a long, long time. And they're all healthy. You know, the line's pretty much healthy. He's got his running back healthy. He's got his wide receivers healthy. Mm. I do think as much as we can uh, question the play calling, he he can't escape too much criticism here, Joe Boy. He hasn't been at the level you perhaps like in the last couple of weeks. No, I agree. And uh, I'm not quite sure why that is. Although maybe we should just be fair about this and say he is, you know, pretty much half his rookie season was robbed. He's just yep. about played a full season in game, in terms of games. He's yep. still getting used to things. And we've seen, you know, some outstanding performances. Um, but perhaps we just need to be patient a little bit longer. You know, he's still getting used to the NFL and he's still actually taking a battering as well. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the second uh- half, you know, obviously... The thing is with those turnovers, the 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 pick six, the chase fumble, and then another uh, interception by Joe Boy in the second half, I think it was. Um, it just blows you off course completely. You have to go out and yeah. pass it, and yeah. you have to score quickly. Um, that means you know the big boy protection isn't there. The you know empty sets are more frequent. Uh, and the Browns, you know, just teed off against them. So, you know, when you have those turnovers, it just kind of alters the game plan so irrevocably, do you know what I mean, that it's, it's difficult to come back with. And when you've got um, a defensive front of Malik Jackson up the middle, Jadavian Clowney and, uh, of course, Miles Garrett, then they don't need to blitz an awful lot. And they don't, the Browns. They just say, off you go, lads. You know, they just rush four and more often than not, they get there. And, you know, I just wonder whether, you know, the confidence had been knocked a little bit. But then he comes out, you know, you look at the pick six yesterday, right? That was a poor throw. I mean, there's no getting away from it. It was a poor throw. He stared him down. It was, the ball was a, a touch inside the... Denzel Ward, who's a great player anyway, made a, a very good play. Um, but then the next drive, he came right back down and, you know, led that drive into the end zone. So, you know, I was going to say maybe his confidence has been knocked, but it doesn't feel that way, you know, in, in terms of the way he speaks. And he's right, we're not going to win every game this season. This is what he said afterwards. He was kind of asked, you know, what's what's the feeling like? He goes, well, we lost two games. So what? That's not, it doesn't make our season. And he's right. You know, there's plenty of time yeah. left in this season. And they do have everything out in front of them. They do have still a great chance. You know, the AFC is absolutely all over the shop this year. Yeah. This yeah. division is just going to see teams beating each other left, right and centre. Um you know, I still think there's a lot to go in this season. I still think, you know, if we can uh, reach the heights of Baltimore, which I think we can in some games, you know. But, yeah, we have to play better. I mean, some. I mean, it was weird yesterday, wasn't it? I mean, the Bengals had, you know, in terms of um, time possession, 35 minutes to Cleveland's 24. Uh, pretty even in terms of total yards. Uh, more passing yards. It was the rushing yards that really did us. And obviously Nick Chubb was absolutely incredible yesterday. And yards per play, that's what got beaten on. They, you know, a couple of three turnovers, two enormous chunk plays, and then suddenly the game's gone. You know what I mean? It's It, it was, yep. it was. I don't know, it was... 
it's frustrating because we were in a position a couple of weeks ago where we thought, hold on a minute, this team's pretty good and playing well and um, doing everything that we asked them to before the season. And there was a real opportunity there to kind of develop and take things further. But, you know, the NFL being the NFL, um, you know, it pegs you back, doesn't it, really? And uh, But we're still 5-4, and four, though. 5-4. and No, four. 100%. And I, I think even though we've not not to use just absolute coach speak language here i don't think it's that in any way we're a bad team or we've not got the talent it's just that we're not executing you know those turnovers are frustrating but you iron them out and the the play is good that's why burrow's stats are because he's throwing it around he's you know getting some um strong yardage he's getting some touchdowns you know the, the bengals are moving the ball fairly easily and you'd rather that and then be making a few silly mistakes that are easier to iron out than just the talent not being there. Mm-hmm. you know. And I think that the talent is 100% there. And there's an exact reason, like you said, that we went in there and tanked the Ravens, who now, the you know to me anyway, look like the best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did an absolute job on them away from home. And I think we 100% have that in the locker. I just think that, obviously, and you know, it's a very obvious point, there's just got to be more consistency there. We've got to be able to follow some of these performances up and execute and not be so, um, you know, silly with the football, giving it away opportune Mm. times. You know, if we could just execute and get a bit of consistency there, I think we've absolutely got a shot at the playoffs. And I know the last two games have been difficult and, you know, a lot of fans are saying, look, there's no chance of the playoffs now. Everyone would have taken five and four. There's no doubt about that. And I know it's come the wrong way around with two bad losses right before the bye week. But, you know, we're well in it. I mean, we're well in it. It's very, very tight in the AFC. Um, And we've got a real chance, you know, that we've got everyone healthy. We're going to have a week to um, get people, um, you know, even healthier and get some game planning down and plan for Las Vegas. And I, I wouldn't say I'm confident, but like... There's a long way to go here, you know. That, that I don't think that's going to mean that we're going to go one and um, seven the rest of the way or anything <laughs> outrageous. I just think that yeah, there's going to be some, certainly some head scratching um, in the Bengals facility over the next two weeks. There are, and I think it will be a bit up and down going forward as well. We're playing some good teams, and um, a couple of things I picked up yesterday. Um, Tackling wasn't great, and Paul Dana Jr. says uh, we hit a season high of 22% tackles missed yesterday. And I think if you remember on a previous episode, might have even been last week, we said that anywhere around the seven, when the Bengals hit around 17% of missed tackles, that's when they generally lose, and we hit 22% yesterday. Um, you know, Eli Apple missed one on Nick Chubb on that big chunk 70 yard big boy run um jesse bates missed one on a another nick chubb run actually jesse bates isn't having an incredible season maybe that's the talking point at some point uh, a bit later but um i also noticed that you know we've got some big receivers and they weren't winning the contested catches yesterday uh, like T Higgins in the end zone, tough catch, high, uh, you know, high placement on the ball, ball from Joe Boy, probably the right thing to do in that scenario. Um, but he just couldn't come down with it. Um, there was a fourth and very long in the second half, and Joe Boy tossed it up to T Higgins, and he had it in his hands. Yes, he was probably being interfered with from behind, 
um, so to speak. And um, but he still couldn't come down with the ball, you know. Um, Tyler Boyd as well on a fourth down. That was the only. I'll get to the Zach in the coaches in a minute, but that was the only sort of play call that I thought uh, was a bit ropey. Do you, do you remember when P Ryan dropped that absolute stone cold? First yeah, down, yeah. out of the backfield, check down, simple as you like, no one around. And ball was slightly underthrown, uh, but he had to catch that. And then, of course, Joe Boyd just sort of tossed it up down the sideline and, and Tyler kind of got his hands on the ball, but didn't bring it in. Then, of course, you've got the the actual uh, the pass into the end zone, which Jamar kind of couldn't get his hands on. And then the deep shot. Again, would have been a spectacular catch if he, if he could have made it. Um, and it just went through his fingertips, didn't it, in that second half. And then the comeback might have been on. Probably not, but, you know, at least we would have, you know, got a bit closer. So what I'm saying is the contested catches, the spectacular catches that we were catching everything earlier on in the season, they're not happening anymore. Um, and we didn't get much pressure on... Uh, Baker Mayfield, who we continue, every time we bloody play him, uh, we continue to make him look like Tom Brady. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I, I know. think he gets a rating of about 60, 65, 66 on a, any normal game. Against the Bengals, he's up into the 90s. What, what's going on? Uh, I know, and he didn't even, he didn't, he wasn't even that impressive yesterday, but he was just, I think what he did well is he just didn't give the ball away. You know, he just was quite smart with it. And he, Loves playing against the Bengals, doesn't he? Just like you said, he does seem to just up his game and up his competitiveness when he plays us for whatever reason. And his record against us is, you know, fairly appalling for us. Mm, so, mm. I mean, that's why I think we've got to, you know, I hope that game for the Bengals really riles them up for the return fixture because we've lost too many games against the Browns recently. We had an absolute firm grip on that rivalry and it really, in the last couple of years, has really mm. turned the other way. So I'm hopeful we can really go into Cleveland next time and turn them over because it, it'd be about time. Um, but just to sort of touch on something there, son, what are you making of Tyler Boyd? Because he had a cracking yeah. start to the season. Like, first four games, he was all over it. You know, very high amount of yards. Last five games, he's only gone over 40 yards receiving once. Mm -hmm. One touchdown in his last five. And you think for a guy that was sort of whacking up, um, you know, 1,000-yard seasons in the mm -hmm. past, and mm -hmm. certainly last of it, you know, the last three of his seasons, he's gone over 800. He's only got 409 so far in nine games and two touchdowns. I, I don't know. I mean, are you, are you slightly concerned or do you just think he's not been no. worse since the game plan? No, I, th I think it's the latter. I don't even think that. I mean, it depends what Reedy is. We are a talented bunch at wide receiver. Those yeah. those starters are arguably as good as anybody in the league. Um, um, I mean, it, it also, you know, that question sort of, provokes another question are you know are we targeting jamar chase too much are we trying to yeah, force yeah. it to jamar chase i don't know um he's a bizarre player chase isn't he yeah like, he's so talented that clearly and you've seen that but between he's had some real up and down moments between like when he's yeah. come into the league in a very short space of time because you know whatever you say about you know the first start of the season where he was just absolutely apocalyptic he was really poor in training camp in the preseason. There wasn't yeah, a lot yeah. of question marks there. Then he absolutely went off. 
But there have been a lot of mistakes that have crept into his game. There's been a few drops in games. He dropped that touchdown wide open against the Jets. He had another drop in another game that led to a pick for Burrow and then the fumble yesterday. And there's no doubt he's going to be a cracking player for us going forward. But again, that's sort of the rookie mistakes in here, maybe the lack of focus, whatever you want to call it. And he's just, it's very difficult to sort of, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a player that's just been so unbelievably like nine or 10 out of 10 good, but then also had a lot of head scratching mm. moments this early in his career. But you know? I think that embodies the Bengals as a team, very inconsistent. Yeah, you know? completely, completely. You know, and as I say, everything was kind of, everything being thrown his way, contested balls and, uh, you know, go roots and whatnot. And there's also, it, it kind of stuck, but there's also the fact that, you know, opposing teams might now have worked him out a little bit and he's got to work a hell of a lot, lot harder. I think he is good enough to overcome any double team. And it's a thing, during the broadcast, the commentators mentioned, you know, Chase was getting doubled a little bit, which should have freed up Boyd. And, you know, I thought T Higgins was going to have a big day. He caught several passes in those early two drives. But it just didn't quite happen, and it's, it's it is a head scratch. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, but yeah, we all know Tyler Boyd's a great player, and he's got loads of talent, and he's done it year after year. I would hope they would purposefully build him into the game plan. I'm sure they do, but it just depends, you know, uh, whether they can scheme him open or you know whatever. There's a lot of questions to be answered there. Um, depending on what kind of read. I think Jamar Chase is Joe Burrow's first read. He has to be at the moment, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's just a case of then, you know, making sure that he goes through his progressions and whether he's got time enough to throw. Um, another another uh, stat that perplexed me yesterday, um, Jonah Williams, um, yes, he got beaten on one sack, and who doesn't by Miles Garrett? But uh, during 19 true pass sets, he got an 87.8 pass blocking grade. So, and yet that was despite, you know, in the second half, the Browns teeing off on that offensive line. And again, they got through on the interior a little bit. Hakeem Adenogy made his first start yesterday, which was a surprise. Um, A real head scratcher. They're still doing things nicely in some areas of the game. Um... But I don't know. I, I just think teams have worked them out a little bit. So they've got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what teams are, are doing now to counteract and nullify their strengths and also to to kind of have big chunk plays um, against our defence that was playing so well. I mean, there was a couple of... on the big, Especially that big uh, uh, Nick Chubb run. I noticed that... Uh, I think Jesse Bates and Von Bell were coming up to the line a little bit and they just got taken out by Wyatt Teller on that run, I think it was. Jesse Bates, safety against a massive offensive lineman is no competition. So at the end of the day, sometimes you've got to give a lot of credit to the opposition again. They they played almost a perfect game, the Browns, you have to say. Again, like we did against the Ravens. It's just bonkers the way things can just kind of flip. I have no answers. No answers whatsoever. 
I mean, it's funny with the line, isn't it? Because I, I can't. You know, it's like we're saying it's confusing. You know, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm thinking, Frank, you know, Frank Pollock has really done a cracking job with them, and I still think they're better for sure yeah. than they were the last couple of seasons. But I mean, you look at the stats, and Burrow's the fourth most, um, the fourth most sacked quarterback in the league with 25 so far. So you you look at that, if you'd seen that at the start of the season, you'd have been panicking. You said not only because obviously that's not a good stat that you want to be on that side of, but more because this is a guy coming back from a fully reconstructed knee and you don't want him mm. taking, you know, that amount of hits first and foremost. He took an enormous amount in his rookie season, you know, that then took him out of the game and took him out for the season. And you look at that and you think, well, oh, you know, he's all right. But I mean, I wince ever. I'm sure every fan yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. When he gets his, I literally, I'm panicking <laughs> and I'm like, please, please, the camera don't pan to him and he's on the floor. Yeah. Like, please don't. And well, I mean, he gets you could, you could almost You could almost hear Tony Romo wincing every time uh, no. <laughs> Burrow went down yesterday. As a, uh, This is from a quarterback who used to get an absolute battery yes. as well in his days at Dallas. Um, there's a lot of um, chat about oh, the Bengals are who we thought they are. Is that the case? Well, <laughs> well what did they think we are? Well, <laughs> load of old shite. You know, that's that's you know they're yeah, revealing I mean, I, their I, true I, nature. Uh, the same old I'm Bengals. Not having that. No, I'm not I don't think that. I am I, either. Not not at all. Like I mean, I still think whatever happens this season. We're going to finish with at least seven, eight wins. I can't see there's any way we finish with less than that, unless there's a couple of horrendous injuries and it all just mm. falls off a cliff. I think there's definitely progress that's been made. We're blessed to have Joe Burrow as quarterback. I think that's a huge thing in today's NFL that we've got on a you know a very good quarterback. There's certainly a top ten quarterback that's going to serve us well. He's young. He's on a rookie deal. Mm. Like I think Joe Boy himself over the next three, four years is going to put us in. You know, we're going to be a good team, I think. And like, whether that's hindered by the coaches or the, the the play calling, whatever you want to say, I think we discussed that at the end of the season when you've had a sort of full body of work. I think certainly there's some question marks there. And, you know, is that holding him back? Is that holding the team back? Who knows? But I don't think this is the same old, you know, we're, gonna, we're a bad team. We're a hell of a lot better than the last two years. You know, there's some real signature wins that we've had this year. Mm. To go into Pittsburgh and beat them is a great win. The Vikings are a much better team than their record would suggest. That was a good win in overtime in a close game. We ran the Packers really close with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then we absolutely hammered the Ravens, who are the best team in the AFC. So I think we're definitely in there and I think obviously these two losses especially ones the Jets that's a really hard one to take you know the Browns are a good team you can almost accept that a little bit more easily I know it was at home but you can almost accept that a bit more easily but the Jets one really stings um, and obviously the you know the Bears one stings as well so five and four is good in theory I just the only thing that slightly has me worried is three of those games that we've played in the first nine were against the Lions, the Jags and the Bears, who are four and twenty combined. And you look at the rest of the you know, the rest of the schedule and I think there's only one team on there with a losing record. It's gonna be a hard, you know, a hard sort of road to the finish for us. And we're going to need to win quick because 11 of the 16 teams in the AFC have got a winning record. You know, there's the, our whole division has got a winning record at the moment. You know, the whole um, of another division yeah, has AFC got... Yeah, AFC West, and we've got to play the, the Chargers, the Chiefs, it, it, the Raiders, and yeah. the Broncos, who are suddenly 5-4 and four after just like a ridiculous win in Dallas yesterday. 
Exactly, exactly. And we've got to play that division. Yeah. You know, we've got games upcoming against Kansas City. We've got to play Denver. We've got to play um, LA. So it, it's going to be. There's going to be some good. I tell you what. There's going to be some good. Yeah, there will be some matches good. on paper coming down the coming down the stretch. You know, we we've had those easy games against the Lions, the Jags, and the Bears in the first nine, and we've you know we went two and one in those, but. Um, you know, and obviously the Jets as well. So you think that's actually four games really against yeah. the nine that have been pretty easy if you look at their record. Yeah. Um, but weirdly, we were good in the games that were much diff more difficult. So I don't know. I mean, you, <laughs> I don't know, son. I'm out of. I'm just out of it. I, I don't really. I'm, a, I'm think, very I, confused to be honest. With you. <laughs> I think. I think the the thing to do is lower expectations in the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, dis I disagree with you there, though, because what, what I think we've got to win nine games, which means we have to go four and four. Like we have to. I don't think we can. Well, what are we lowering our expectations to that we'd be okay well, with no, seven just, wins? Well, no, no. I'm not saying it. I'm not. Put, that's the thing. Just no expectation, no numbers on anything. Just enjoy the rest of the ride because we will. Because as I said earlier, we are a talented team, and I do think we'll win sort of three, four, five games coming up. I really do. But I'm not going to put yeah. a number on it because suddenly, if you do that, that's an expectation. That is something spoken into existence and uh, sometimes that can be really really uh, disappointing when it doesn't happen because it, it really could go either way this second half of the season I really do think that but I, I, I also think that we're a good talented team and we could come up with some interesting results in the in the back half of the season uh, I'm just going to say enjoy it just enjoy watching a team that is perhaps struggling from a few growing pains but is really talented all over the field and um, yeah just enjoy it the one thing I'd say Sam like and I <laughs> I like your positivity there and the sort of relaxed nature of it i think there's some definite truth to that the one thing i would say is if you don't go full and four and four and you don't win that that nine games and get a winning record out of it if you go even if you go three and five and you end up eight and nine mm. that would mean that in the last 10 games of the season we've gone three and seven from being five and three originally yeah. and i just think if it you, would be disappointing last, and frustrating well, if you from were to go, where if you, we if were. If you were to go three and seven, I just think, to me, that would just be like, you can't carry on like that. You can't with Joe Burrow as your quarterback and the talent on that team, the money that's been spent, the high draft picks that have been accumulated. You can't go win three out of your last ten from five and three. And well, expect the didn't we say, what was, our, what was our predictions at the start of the season? Nine and eight? You know, it's not. It's a game away from nine and eight. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean it's tricky. I, I agree because, um, um, as you say, we were in a position where you know we were top seed in the ASC, and it was just like we need to take advantage of this because we knew that the yeah. back half of the season was much more difficult. Um, I, I think know. it's more significant that. Because we we know that this is kind of like a bit of a judgment season for Zach Taylor. You know, he's yeah. had this is his third season. It's his team. He's had the high draft picks and the money that I just mentioned. And I think that if you're going to have confidence in him and his coaching staff moving into you know next season, and this is that's going to be you know season three of Joe Boy's rookie deal, you've got to have confidence that he's the guy that his coaching staff are the guys going forward. Because if you don't, and you've got to start from scratch again, that's going to take some time to get a new staff in and mm. their way in there philosophy and their culture into it so I, that, that's why i'm so 
And I, I know, like you said, you don't want to just be labelling numbers on stuff because there's a lot more factors to consider than that. But I do think that if we can't get a winning record out of this season, I, I couldn't have confidence in Zach and his staff going into mm, next season. That, so that's you changed your, change your tune from the start of the season. Anyway, well, no, I, I didn't say I didn't say that I wouldn't have confidence. I mean, I said I thought we'd win about seven or eight games. I think I said I, I didn't say that that would mean I had confidence in him going into next okay. season because I was a bit sort of you know nervous I'd say but look I'm not I'm not I'm not panicking I still think there's every chance we could win 10 games I, I absolutely wouldn't rule that out the talent's certainly there it's just the execution and I think yeah. it is going to be popcorn watching for the next eight well, games well everything every scenario is on the table we could tank from here yeah. on in you know or absolutely. we could win a few games I say we could be we could go four and four you know or we could just fix everything in the bye week unlikely I know and suddenly uh, get on a roll again. Cause what we are you are... saying, Sam? Go on, put, stake your stake no, no, your not gonna, no, 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 no. I'm not going to put any numbers on it. But we are. Nice we're, cap- the we're capable of beating the Raiders. We're capable of beating the Bron- Broncos. We are yeah. capable of beating the Steelers at home. We are yeah. capable of beating the Ravens at home. We are capable of beating the Chargers at home. You know, there's five you're possible turn, you're, you're wins. Turning, you're, you're turning me on here, Sam. But then again, you could... Flip that coin, and we are capable of losing all of those games as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? I have no idea. Oh. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get to our parish notice board. Speaking of the Steelers game, we have a meet-up at the end of November. November the 28th, Sunday. Uh, we're going to be watching uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers game at the Red Deer Pub in Sheffield doors open at half past five we'd love to see you there if you live in Manchester Leeds you know Birmingham Nottingham uh, Sheffield's a lovely trip up there come and see us Uh, it would be great to see you and just another little uh, reminder that Duncan Dastardly Duncan is putting together the latest the second edition of the uh, of our fanzine you don't live in Cleveland I think he's still just about open for contributors and contributions so if you fancy um, writing something or drawing something or submitting a photograph or a I don't know what whatever you want get in touch with at Bengals fanzine on Twitter uh, and uh, do register your interest because they are limited edition a limited print run, I should say. So get your orders in quick. Be beady-eyed when um, uh, when Duncan posts when they're going to be available. But yes, uh, that's, that'll be coming, I think, pretty soon at the start of December. So watch out for that. Right, let's get to our correspondences, shall we? I'm a bit nervous. Um. Yeah, there's not there's, there's a fair bit of anger around, you know. Let's face it, Stuart Davis, it's Stu Davis, the pick six from Borough, now leading the league for interceptions, set the tone of the day. But it's it's the absolute same old story again. O line hopeless, D gone missing, drop balls, low effort, play calling, and game management is a shambles. That two point attempt was just embarrassing. I, yeah, I, you know. Everything but the last two for me, Stu. I can't. I don't think you can criticise them for effort. I, I really can't. They are trying their nuts off out there. But um, um, Odat at DZE, the Battle of Ohio, the Battle of No Ohio, more like. <laughs> I love your enunciations there. Sound <laughs> beautiful. 
but every cloud has a silver lining. After our last two performances, my Game Pass viewing will be safe for the next few months. Very true, Danny. Uh, we won't have to pay for Sky again, hopefully, for at least for a couple of weeks. Um, Jamie at Trequart Beaster, I bought it down to four things. Joe is throwing too many bad interceptions. Two, the receivers are dropping too many passes. Three, there are too many missed tackles. And four, none of the coaches can coach. See, I thought I thought Zach was, apart from that fourth down, apart from that fairly embarrassing two-point conversion try, I thought he, he was all right yesterday. Um, right, here we go. Michael Smith at Yadar Teaches Zumba. Shocking handle. Number one, what the f***ing hell was that? We are clustered so badly that a bye week now feels like a kick in the bollocks rather than a week to sit back and relax. If there's a lesson in this, it's that three things are certain in life. Death, taxes and the Bengals <laughs> hitting the bed. Well, there we go. Uh, slam dunk, slam dunk the funk. Hey, oh, wait, so, someone needs to put their arm around Mike. He can't I know, send a tweet um, like that. So someone right. put their arm around. It's Give very uncharacteristic, like, actually, from Mike. He's, he's normally very mild-mannered. Yeah, yeah. Slam he dunk. needs a little rub on his bag. That's right. He does need a little rub. Uh, slam dunk at slam dunk the funk. Solid handle. One word. Inconsistent. And Donny at Ippy Don. Bye week has come at the right time. Maybe everyone has got ahead of themselves a bit and the focus is gone. Certainly the last couple of games have seen some errors. Pushing for the playoffs was the rose-tinted glasses hope at the start of the season and it's still feasible. I like that, Donny. Some uh, balance and perspective there. Um, Rob Hill at, to counteract that, at Rob Hill at uh, 3003 <laughs> Rob. It's the hope that kills you. Um, I was expecting a 7-8 to eight win season as we progressed towards next year. Then they got off to a good start and I started to dream. We lack consistency on offence. And the D has been awful for two weeks. Jazz Dylan at J Dylan J. Uh, good to hear from you, Jazz. Absolute guide from being five and two, leading the FC and playing the Jets, to being five and four and the bottom of our division after losing to the Jets and the Browns. Playoffs look a long way now. Head up, Jazz. Head up. Uh, Jen at U1 Science. Um, uh, that might be a first-time caller. If so, you I'm not sure. It. I'm not sure if that's a shocking or a solid end. I like I was, that. I though. You, you, you won science. I like that. I like that. Defense looking scary for all the wrong reasons. Phillips over Apple for a few games. Not a huge Phillips fan, but I'd give him a shot. Lou needs to start look looking at his schemes. Offense got to make contested catches. Borough has to make smarter choices. Mix up run and pass in the red zone more. What's happened with Lou, son? Don't know. Don't know. As I say, I think... It's a completely mad drop-off, isn't it? It is a mad... I do genuinely think that teams have worked us out a little bit, I think, and uh, figured out how to attack us. Um, I I genuinely had convinced myself that Lou might be a genius after the Ravens game. Like, everyone was, like, completely like, oh, that was incredible, like we completely shut down Lamar Jackson yeah. and like everyone was going mad. And then two yeah. weeks later, you get done over by Mike White and Baker. And you think, yeah. what has that happened? Well, like, D- Dan White, DNKW, how come the D is suddenly so toothless? Exactly the same question that you just asked, Nathan. Is it really, is it really execution rather than scheming? 
Um, BB at Bengals Bluebird, a 7-8 to eight win season was a fair expectation at the start of the season. We've still got holes in our team and cannot rely on a second-year quarterback not yet to complete his season and a rookie wide receiver to pull out magical performances each week. Think we all got a little bit carried away. It's an interesting poem. Mm, yeah, that's kind of what we said. John Ward at John Ward 33. Bitterly disappointed in last night, but maybe we weren't as good as we thought we were after the, raisin, the Raisins. Do you remember that game against the Baltimore Raisins, uh, Nathan? Good team. I remember it well, Tom. Very good. Uh, very good current team in the NFL. Do you see what I did there? Raisins, current? No? Sun made, beautiful sun-made performance. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Keith Dewey at Keith underscore Dewey. We would have taken five and four at the start of the season, but somehow it feels a little deflating after the game on Sunday. Nobody wants to go back to getting blown out all the time like a couple of years ago. So let's hope this is just a blip and we can push on after the bye week. Uh, Matt Gibbs at Wakey Ram. I'm not angry, just disappointed in you, Cincy. Oh, see, that's that's the ultimate letdown. That's the ultimate almost uh, criticism, isn't it? I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I know, I know, and I think I think when you've not had a good season for a couple of seasons, and you get a little bit of excitement um, on your tongue, you know, and then you get beaten out of you in the yeah, last two your weeks. Tongue gets beaten out of you. It does, mate. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we can't be. I, I tell you why. It's on. the day after. Yeah, you know, when we do episode 150 next week, well, I was going to say we'll it's the 150th. Hundred and fifty yeah. next week. Well we'll have we'll have clear heads and mm. I think we'll all look at it and say, Look, we're five and four, exactly like you said earlier, my son. There's there's winnable games here. We can absolutely we have the talent, we've got everyone's healthy, we just gotta execute and we can do that. We've got a couple of weeks to iron things out, cook up some delicious looking plays, <laughs> sort the defence out, and then we you know, we can go in there and win four or five games. We could be talking about a playoff game, you know, at Paul Brown Stadium. That's absolutely on the table there. We've got, we're two and one in the division, which is useful for tiebreakers against the Ravens and the Steelers, should it come down to it. I'd absolutely back us to do the uh, the Browns on the road. Like, there is potential there, and I think that we can't, and I know I'm frustrated, everyone's frustrated. There's an opportunity for this team to still win 10 games. You know, we're five and four, we can still, we can go, five, you know, five and three from here. And get to ten and six, uh, ten and seven. I will not rule that out at all. Yes, absolutely. I think I think you've got to. There's there's basically plenty of time left in this season, and as I, I said earlier, it could go any way possible. It's still every every scenario is on the table. But uh, we're five and four. We we haven't been well. We've been terrible at times and terrible at times yesterday. But. Um, you know, we're a five and four team. We are a winning football team at this moment in time. So, I think you have to look back and say that is a satisfactory start to the season. But of course, when you add in the fact that we were five and two and had a real shot at being six and two, seven and two, then that's when the frustration comes in, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But you know. It is what it is. So we are still a winning football team. I'm not saying we're going to be a winning football team by the end of the season, but there's cer- there's certainly an improvement from last year and the year before. I mean, you know, big improvement, I'd say. So let's hope they can iron out that stuff, get more consistent. I think that's what we want. We want some consistency. 
forget about all this seesaw nonsense. We just want to be uh, consistent. As Nathan mentioned, it is our 150th uh, episode next week. Can you believe that, Nathan Palmer? You you texted me the other day and you said you were listening or had listened to something like episode three back in the day. And you said it was hilarious. Was it was it hilarious for all the right reasons or hilarious because it was hilariously bad? Oh, it's just weird going back listening to that. <laughs> it really is. Like I mean, it, it wasn't shocking. It was slightly more unprofessional, I'd say. There's a few more. <laughs> we've done a good job, apart from Mike Smith. We've done a good job. There's, no, there's nowhere near as much swearing. Yeah. It's all a little bit more above board. We're not as drunk. We're much, you know, we're much more like clean cut, I'd say, these days. But it was a good crack listening back to that. Um, definitely less coherent. I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it as a source of your Bengals, <laughs> your Bengals news. But it was, yeah, he's a lot. 150 is a lot. I mean, if you just did one a week, 150 times, that's mm. you know nearly three years right there. And right. I mean, we've been, we have been knocking them out for a long time, my son, haven't we? We have. And how our lives have changed. You know, the good old sewing room. Now I do miss the sewing room and uh, yeah. All its all its assorted spiders and strange animals wandering around and meowing at the door, and uh, you catching a glimpse of my dating applications that uh, pop up. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're we'll be in celebratory mode um, next week. We might have a few surprises up our sleeves. I'm not quite sure yet, but we normally tend to pull something out of the bag for each 50th episode. So let's hope something comes off. For next I might week. have a few beers, son, next week. A few men of brayers, if you join me. I think so. And I would hope our listeners out there would do so the same. Uh, we, I mean, it's a cliche to say it and a bit cheesy, but, you know, uh, we couldn't do it uh, all without you guys, really. You keep us going with all the fantastic messages and correspondence. And we're all, we are all in this together, aren't we? Let's face it. So to get to 150th, um, it's been fantastic and long may it continue. Uh, only 50 more episodes, Nathan, to the to the 200th. And what did Chris Collins would say? If we get to 200, he'll come back. I'll just slam my pen down. You know, if we make 200, then he would come back on. I'm fairly confident that we'll make 200, aren't you? <laughs> I hope so, my son. I don't see why not, but you, you never know in this life, do you? Well, exactly, yeah. But, um, yes, until next week, until the... Oh, yeah, I should also mention we'll be having a couple of the guys have got together and they're going to do their annual roundtable uh, mid-season review. And that should be coming up live on your socials at some point this week. And... Um, but certainly me and Nathan will be back next Monday, all being well, with our 150th episode. So until that moment, it's time for me to say, uh, it's a who day for me. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation. <laughs>